minus three with Dave Damashek. Listen, I don't want to be a bummer, but drink in what is on your television screens every night right now because we are down to a precious handful of nights where you can flip back and forth between meaningful championship round ball games, NBA, NHL, just a few hours left of uh, of that action and then we go into the abyss of baseball but don't worry football's on the way hi and hello and welcome to the newest episode of minus three presented by FanDuel as always our pal Kevin Hench the best basketball player among us on the DL with a knee injury just like all high-end basketball players right you know you it's fitting that this would happen in the spring of 2021 to you Kevin Hench and don't tell me that the sports gods don't have a naughty sense of humor, that the only team that is clean in terms of injuries, despite a couple of close calls, Chris Paul is going to come through nice and clean. The most injury-prone of all NBA superstars is in the NBA Finals, and I would like to say, muzzle tub, in advance, they're going to win the NBA title. It's just a matter of who they're going to be playing against. Much to get into, uh, spaghetti and meatballs wrapping up. The um, the East Division, the Patrick Division, and uh, last couple of games here in the Stanley Cup Final. It looks like the Lightning are well on their way there. We could talk about the Metropolitans leading their uh, their division there in the National League. I don't really want to. I do want to talk about the Yankees. Like I say, a lot to get to here. How are you, Kevin Hench? How's the rehab going? You had uh, uh, knee surgery just a little while ago. First, I had surgery on Monday. Um, got my first like chunk of sleep last night. So I'm actually feeling a little better, like uh, uh, hard to sleep with this medieval leg brace that I have on. It, it looks, it's designed to not let someone sleep. I, you know, I, and I asked the surgeon, like, can I take this off when I go to bed? He's like, no, that's the whole point of it. So anyway, but I got a few hours of shut eye, so I'm feeling all right. But the really bizarro part of this stretch of my life is like all I I mean, obviously, all I do anyway is watch sports, but now literally all I can do is watch Mm. sports. So I'm on the couch with my leg elevated in the medieval cast. And then what I'm watching is just other guys getting hurt. It's so insane. The Suns probably lose to the Lakers if AD is healthy. I mean, that's certainly what Vegas thought going in. Um they might have lost to the Nuggets if Jamal Murray is healthy. They certainly would have lost to the Clippers if Kawhi Leonard was healthy. And now they'll be getting um, a wounded uh, Eastern Conference champion. Giannis might be done. DeAndre Hunter's definitely done for the Hawks. No one even talking about him anymore. Trey Young diminished. So it's going to be this the biggest asterisk in NBA history. It's like, hey, the Suns won the title. It's like, yeah, every team they played lost a superstar. It's it's fucking nuts. And if you don't like Chris Paul, which should be most of you, um, it's an added, like, you're like, I can't stand watching this guy strut and preen about the court like he's accomplished stuff in his career. Then when you go to commercial – guaranteed to see him two or three more times before you get back to the game. By the way, 19 for 60 in his first three games back, uh, and he's he's strutting around after that 84-80 victory in L.A. Like, I did it! Now, in fairness, game six, he was ridiculous. But, uh, I mean, I don't like the guy. I don't know what to tell you. Well, you know, 
I, as far as that goes, and Chris Paul being the uh, the most prominent sort of force down the stretch for the Suns and getting to the finals, that will lead us into our best bets. I do want to say, though, fear not for any Yankers, Yankees lovers or haters. We will take a big bite of the apple, Aroldis Chapman and company on uh what was it wednesday night um we'll we'll dig in on that one in just a second but uh, eddie spaghetti you doing all right with that by the way you hanging in there but the yankees have been off this whole last week what are you talking about oh they, i, I must have <laughs> yeah i don't think they I'm haven't played yeah, they, they have they sure they as hell the red have Sox. they haven't played the red Sox. they haven't they haven't played the angels or anything i know they did TV, i so mean weird. they were there they were their bodies were there i don't know where their heads were but i i do want to say spaghetti this is uh Five games out of the wild card right now. You know what? I feel like I want to say, get on board right now or get out of the way. They're going, they're going to get a wild card. I just, I refuse to accept that the New York Yankees with the wealth of talent that they have are ultimately not going to wind up claiming one of those wild card spots. Are you, are you a Yankees fan or are you not Eddie Spaghetti? Um, Joining me? Yeah, like I, I just told you, I just told you, was it, a, I guess a couple days ago, what I predict for the Yankees is going to happen. They're going to go out and get a piece of the deadline. Uh, actually, what's funny is uh, Hal Steinbrenner, after the debacle with Chapman blowing in the ninth, came out and basically said, like, yeah, he's mad at Boone, he's he's mad at Cashman, but he's like, this falls in the players, which is, I maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's a wake-up call, maybe the, the, the players realize, like, hey, they're not, you know, performing up to their standards. Wake so, up! You uh, suck! You're yeah, good. <laughs> which which it does. It kind of reminds me of like a move that like George would do, which is, I guess, a good thing. So uh, fingers crossed that the players do wake up there. Ha- you know, some of the bats have been very good. LeMayhew, Gary Sanchez still on a tear. So it's like if they get. All right. All right. We don't need your deep dive. I'm telling you that. That's not deep dive. I told, it's, you I'm just what? saying. You know what, you know what Hal deadline. should do that George would have done uh, five weeks ago? Fire Aaron Boone. He would have fired not, and rehired and then that. fired Aaron Boone again. I don't know what yeah. goes on. The Yankees here. would they're be on their that. third manager if the old man was still around. They would, there's no way they would be limping along like this without some, you know, and obviously firing the manager is just to make you feel better. But right. Uh, it would I, happen. I, I do miss the boss these days. Um, All right, Hench, you talk about limping around. That's exactly what you're doing or not. You're you're listening to doctor's orders and are prone on the couch. Either way, start us off here. Best bets for the weekend. We tried to stay northeast focused. It's awfully hard. None of those uh, teams remaining in the aforementioned uh, championship rounds um, upcoming involve any of the northeast northeast oh, well, teams. I'll try to know, work it in big, as best uh, I can here, but go ahead. We got a big subway series uh, in the Big Apple this weekend between the first place Mets and then Yanks. Not in first. I'm, let me. I haven't checked the standings recently. Um, but Saturday, uh, Garrett Cole versus Marcus Stroman. Now, well, you know, we've talked about Spider Tack. I gotta say. When you watch a baseball game that takes place over about 12 hours, that starts with Shohei Otani allowing seven earned runs in the first inning and ends with Araldis Chapman allowing four earned runs in the ninth at two o'clock in the morning, their combined line was one inning pitched, seven walks, 11 earned runs. If two of the best pitchers in baseball are terrible, like – is how big is this spider tag thing? Like, I'm like, is the whole, is everything a fraud? Is nothing it? And by the way, I know everyone talks about grip and getting grip. It's like when someone flips you a baseball, you catch it. It's not like they're throwing a mackerel at you. Like a baseball is not that slippery. 
What what happened out there? I dropped the ball. It fell out of my hand. It's so slick. So the spider tech thing, and it's obviously affected Garrett Cole. He got crushed. Uh, uh, Raphael Devers turned around an 0-2 fastball in Fenway, 100-mile-an-hour fastball. But I think Garrett Cole has the legit stuff to turn it around. So I would bet on the Yankees Saturday. Stroman got hit pretty hard in his last start. And I would actually couple it with another spider tack seeming uh, victim. Garrett Richards is at Oakland. Um, pitch, Cole Irvin pitching for the for the A's on Saturday. Garrett Richards, like his all his velocity on all his pitches is different. He's throwing pitches differently. He's icing his elbow in the middle of starts. Like I don't know. Like Garrett Richards is a mess. So I would bet you can do it individually, Yankees over the Mets on Saturday and A's over the Red Sox, or you can earn a little bit more if you want to parlay those two, um, even though it's not Northeast because we don't have any anything left. NBA uh, Eastern Conference Finals, uh, I think – how can you touch that one? How would you know anything about these two teams? You're, I mean, well, first of all, we don't know what Trey Young's contribution, if any, is going to be. Giannis, I don't understand the indulgence of like, oh, announcement. Eddie Spaghetti texted us um, before we got going here to say, hey, the, the Bucks are announcing Giannis is not playing. I, I, I thought that they made a point of saying, yeah, we know he's out for the rest of the playoffs. Are we really going to have to indulge this game to game now going forward? And hey, by well, the way, even if he is in uniform, spoiler alert, his greatest gift is his explosiveness. I suspect having a hyperextended knee will limit that. Well, good news. Kawhi's ready to go. Oh, did I say Kawhi? I meant Giannis. No, 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 no you didn't. I'm, I'm just saying in terms of this bizarre day-to-day thing, like, hey, Clippers, you couldn't just told us he's out for the playoffs? Like we had to wait with bated breath. Like is that supposed day? to scare the Suns? Like, well, what should we do? We're, we're, we're paralyzed waiting for news on whether or not Kawhi's going to play. They had to have known he wasn't going to play. What they're really doing, the person, the people that they're hurting, are we gamblers? Well, that's who. That's who's getting the negative impact. Right, of this. You can't make your futures bets. Um, but by the way, when I blew out my left knee, June fifth, June sixth is D Day. June fifth is Knee Day. For, for the henchmen. When I blew out my knee, it wasn't like, hey, maybe I'll be back for game six. It was like, oh, fuck, I need surgery. And so I don't really know the kind of knee injury where you're like, you don't need surgery, but you're out interminably. Well, what is it? What what did Kawhi do? Um, anyway, so, so to your point about how would you know anything about the Eastern Conference Finals, obviously I don't know anything, but I will say this. I said it on this podcast before the Bucks Nets series – I like Bobby Portis. I don't know why he didn't play more against the Nets or at all in the last three games. He is in games two and three in 50 minutes. He scored 34 points and had 15 rebounds. Uh, I assume his minutes are going to go way up. Uh, he's over under for points is around 14 and a half. So I would ride Bobby Portis over uh, for the, however many more games they play, but certainly in game six. And I would take, just because I've been burned so many times on betting, oh, Kawhi's out. I'm going to uh, – obviously the Jazz are going to win this series. I got crushed on that, um, and I got crushed by Phoenix at home in game five. Um, I'm going to go the other way, probably at the exact wrong time, but I think the Bucks win game six in Atlanta even without Giannis. Crazy? 
No, no, I mean, crazy. I don't know how you try to make sense of these teams when you take off their... their well, that's the thing. There's no, the, the sense seems to be the team that should definitely cruise. I don't know if they get tight or if the other team's loose, but... Um, oh, and then the real, the last one I'll give you, and I know I've thrown out a bunch of stuff, but uh, Chris Paul is plus 150 to win finals MVP. Um, Booker's plus 125. But that sentimentality part is going to be such a big deal. If there's like any statistical equivalence, they're going to lean to Chris Paul. So I feel like Chris Paul, the Suns are going to win. And I think plus 150 is a is a good a return on your Chris Paul finals MVP. Then we have to listen to that fucking guy talk. Well, but you just, you just, I, I think rightly declared that more people dislike him than like him. Although then again, he does get a lot of uh, national endorsements. So that does confuse the, confuse the matter. There. Alex Rodriguez is a national broadcaster. He's hated by True. Yankee fans, Red Sox fans, and baseball fans. And ESPN's like, we got to get this guy on the air. You know, the, the number one that people, I guarantee you, somebody at his spaghetti's age has no recollection. I mean, he wasn't alive, obviously. The, that the most beloved color analyst in probably the history of organized sports on American television is John Madden. And when he retired, where when he left the Oakland Raiders, he was a universal chain-smoking slob who was skirting the rules. I mean, I, I really can't. I mean, forget A-Rod. John Madden was so disliked when he when he went into the booth and within five years was, uh, was th- considered the one human being you'd most want to watch a football game with because he's such a delight. Let me, right? I mean, am I misremembering that at all? I mean, maybe I'm a, as a Steelers guy. Maybe as a Steelers guy, I'm, I'm biased against him. But I remember that pretty strongly. My old man and I'm going to be like, John Madden in the booth. Who wants to listen to him talk about football? He's a creep. He's, a, he's the coach of those hated Raiders. It is funny, though, when you listen to Collinsworth and Romo and you realize what the job could be, like what it could have been our whole lives. Our, the, yeah, we could right. have been listening to people who know more about football than we do and learning something about like what alignment is the defense in? I don't know. John, you can see the whole field. I, I you know, oh, He's got some uh, mud on his face mask right there. Boom, bop. I thought he's delightful. I love him. He's so good. Double doink, 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 double doink. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you're just making sounds. And Tony Romo is telling us exactly what play is about to be run and what the result will be. Uh, yeah, so funny, so. funny too that for, uh, what is what is Romo in now? Four, going into year four or five of doing this, we heard after his rookie season in the booth. Oh, a lot of other analysts like, oh, we can all do that. We just chose not to. If that's what you want, I'll start doing more of that. We still are waiting. Uh, other <laughs> color analysts, you're not you're not doing it at least uh, with the accuracy of Tony Romo. Um, I just wish we had you, more Dennis Miller. That's that's all I want for you know. Games. I I will say Eddie Spaghetti. See, I know I can hear the snark in your voice with that. The greatest mistake that they made it wasn't let's see if we can put somebody funny in the booth. It's that they chose that funny person in the booth and you can debate Dennis Miller whether or not you like him or not comedy is subjective but one thing that is um beyond discussion is obviously is that he um 
it, it takes him, much like Dave Damashek, it takes him, you know, 45 seconds to crack wise. You need a quick hitter. I mean, like Jimmy Kimmel always said that he'd love to be in the booth. He's better suited to doing that than Dennis Miller. I mean, he had, Dennis Miller's obscure referencing to make his joke didn't really play when he only had about uh, six seconds to, to squeeze his voice in there around the other talkers, well, right? It's funny because, I, you know, during the hockey playoffs, I mean, the the – Bruins flamed out, so I, he's not. I don't think he's been doing it. But Bill Burr has been having these hilarious tweets about what hockey announcers say and what they mean. You know, the, the one that I loved was right. you know when a when a goalie gives up a softy, the announcer always oh he'd like to have that one back. And Bill Burr would translate, "My fucking grandmother could have saved that." You know, and he's a real fan. I think that was also part of Dennis Miller's problem was a fan. But not like a hardcore fan with the base of knowledge. Bill Burr is a hardcore fan and he's fast. He would be great in a hockey booth. It's the third guy in a hockey booth. Um, Anyway, we digress. Yeah, true enough. All right, I'll give you mine. I'll give you mine here. My best bets for the the next handful of days here. I'm sticking with my Tampa Bay sweep of the Habs uh, halfway home now. Cousin Sal says the best value going forward now is to hedge. Maybe you take Montreal in game three. That's the huge one. I'm going to stand by the sweep. Not as juicy as it was, obviously, when things started off, but you can still get the Lightning at plus 180 if you think they're going to finish him off over the next two better ways to bet that though the one thing i was wrong you hench and sal were in lockstep on vasilevsky getting the con smythe the mvp for the playoffs i held out for Braden point he's plus 500 now it would probably require him getting an overtime winner and maybe potting a couple more along the way over these last two games to to uh, jump past Vasilevsky who um kind of stole game two there in Tampa so I'll tip my hat to you guys if you really want to take a, a wild swing for the fences they'll go Braden Point at plus 500 there the Suns are minus 200 to win it all I mean I, I at this point does it make a difference I guess if you really had to make a case of who has a better shot against these Suns, I guess you would say, assuming Giannis is out, no matter what they say game to game, and Trey Young is able to come back, I guess the Hawks pose more of a threat to the Suns. I really don't think that the Suns should struggle with either one of those teams. Either way, I'm going to go against you, Hench, and this is a little bit of a longer play. Devin Booker is your finals MVP at plus 200. Yes, Chris Paul. I don't know, inspirational, but certainly dynamite in the second half of the closeout game in the West. But Devin Booker is the superior scorer. That will win out. And I think he's been a little limited by that mask or whatever. He didn't uh, like wearing that thing. And so he's been a little spottier um, since uh, since he put that thing on. But uh, I think he'll be better. Um, Spaghetti, round us out here. Best bets. Any pushback on any of those, by the way, fellas? And by the way, you want a long play, like I say. New York Yankees, five games out of the wild card. I would like to bet on them to get one of those wild card slots. Go ahead. Uh, I'll start with the national bets first, and since you guys are talking about the finals, uh, I well with this series right now, the Hawks Bucks series, uh, it, the Hawks are plus one hundred two to win the series right now. So they're still they still consider the Fanduel still considers the Bucks the favorite. So obviously, you bet a hundred bucks, you win one hundred and two on that. I mean, I think if Trey Young comes back. Even if he doesn't, I still think the Hawks are a better team with both the stars out. So I like the Hawks to finish off that series, plus 102 to win it. Uh, And finals MVP, you guys both go with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. 
I personally think they're going to cancel each other out. And the, that one that leaves them to win it is DeAndre Aiden. And yes, you can get pushback saying, well, Clint Capel in the middle. But, you know, I don't know when Clint Capel became Shaquille O'Neal. I, DeAndre Aiden is the superior player. And our friend Martin Weiss, uh, who gives out daily picks on the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast, he kind of put me on to DeAndre Aiden and talking about his stats. And he's like a double-double machine and a lot of player props with like uh, combined points and rebounds, like over like 28 and a half. And he's been hitting those. He's, I mean, he's damn good, and I think if, if you know, Paul and, and Devin Booker can't each other out, uh, if he's getting a double-double every night, I like DeAndre Ayton to win that award, and I do think the Suns will will win this series. I think the, the odds, are, as of the time of this recording, Ayton is plus 2,000 to win a Finals MVP, so it could be a good return for you there. And I'll give a combo quick baseball pick to round it out. Uh, we'll stick with the Northeast here with the Yankees. I don't trust the Yankees as a team. The one player I do trust from the Yankees who has been turning it on, and uh, he leads the Yankees in hits. And he'll creep uh, his average closer to 300 where we're used to seeing him is DJ LeMayhew. I uh, just bet him you know, to, to get a hit. I think Taiwan Walker's pitching for the Mets this weekend. He's batting 300 against him as 20 at bat. So he's, he's familiar with him. He can handle him. I like him to get a hit. And if you want to parlay that with a guy who's been on a monster tear, I know Otani still has the headlines for his home runs. Kyle Schwarber as well. And the Nationals, that qualifies as our Northeast. Uh, he is a stretch where... Uh, 16 home runs in the month of June, and he had a, a 10 home run stretch in 12 days, which ties the record, the modern era record, with uh, Albert Bell. So if you want to, I think he, uh, the, we get back for the game tomorrow. I think around, he was around plus 220 to hit a home run for the game later today. But if you want to bet for the weekends, I'm assuming it'll be around there. So add him with DJ LeMay to get a hit, Schwarber to hit a home run. I like both those plays, as well as my, uh, my Suns and Hawks picks there for best bets. I, I mean, I remember in 98, the magical year that uh, afterwards we realized, oh, they were all juiced up. That's why they were all hitting the home runs. But 98, when Sosa went on his tear where he really took off, I think it was May, but it might have been June where he had what seemed an insane home run total for the month. But it feels like Schwarber is right there with him. And those were historic numbers at the time when Sosa was hitting a home run or a couple. It felt like every night back there in 98 in Chicago. But, uh, yeah, uh, monumental run for the Indiana Hoosier, by the way. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, an Indiana University Hoosier. Good baseball team, and uh, I think he was sort of the canary in the coal mine, letting the rest... We're, we're not just a football school, Hedge. You know, we're not just a Big Ten powerhouse. We're also... All right. All right. We're also mighty in baseball now these days. Um, you know what's nuts about these NBA playoffs? Like, I mean, the injuries are so insane. But, and it, you know, for my beloved Celtics, it started with Jalen Brown needing wrist surgery at the very end of the season. Now, at the time, we were like, well, the Celtics suck this year. They finished seventh in the conference. Who cares? That's so right. If he hadn't but gotten hurt, then what? I'm like, I'm watching these. I'm like, if the Celtics were healthy and playing the Suns in the finals, the Suns would be plus 120. The Suns would barely be favored against the Celtics. They'd be like, they have no answer for Tatum. Jalen Brown is a good matchup against Booker. Like, it's it's nuts that, like, I, if there was a loser's bracket that the Celtics could arrive out of with a healthy Tatum and Jalen Brown, they, like, it's these games are terrible. I mean, Kevin Herter is not going to do shit against Jalen Brown. He's got the length and the mobility, and it's like he's destroying guys. Like, what is going on? 
oh, these terrible playoffs and me immobilized in front of I them. I know. It, it really is a bummer because it counts the same as the other titles do. And I really am going through that with like, what if that, what if the these Montreal Canadiens were to win the Stanley Cup, which they won't. But if you think some for some reason, if you're really a wild optimist, I think they're now... I, what did I see them at? Plus, plus 945, plus 945. Oh, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was even a little higher than that. But either way, um, yeah, it, 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 it's unsatisfying because of that hedge. I think it's a bummer when, you know, we talked about the Marlins when they win. You're like, that just lives now for all of time. And it vexes me that, you know, that the name Claude Lemieux is now etched forever into the Stanley Cup next to the name Mario Lemieux and Bobby Orr. That disgusts me to in a way I can't articulate. Same thing. The word lightning is now etched into there twice and about to be a third time. I don't care for it. There's nothing we can do. We have to accept it. Um, but, I mean, all the, you know, these examples you're giving, like the Suns is unprecedented in terms of never having to beat any team at their peak. Like those teams you just mentioned, maybe it's not great that, you know, the Marlins, both in 97 and 2003, you know, they didn't beat teams that had tons of injuries. Like the, the Suns are literally dodging the best player on the other team every series. Like it's crazy. Yeah, they did beat. They did. The Marlins did with Moises Alou and Bartman and all of that. They Prior survived. And Wood. They Prior survived. And Wood. Right. They survive that. Then they go and play the Yankees. And, uh, you know, Josh Beckett has his moment, his 15 minutes. And two hit um, shutout on short rest. Um, but yeah, that one just it it makes it makes all the other the legendary ones. They count as much as the legendary titles. It counts as much as the Reds beating the Red Sox in 75. That doesn't seem just in my book. But, you know, Hench, you say. All these injuries. Josh Beckett, had a little, Josh Beckett had a little bit more than 15 minutes, okay? He, I, I know. I know he did. All right, fine. Okay. So did A.J. Burnett. But Josh Beckett pitches an, an incredibly dominant complete game shutout in Yankee Stadium to win the World Series in 03. He dominates the Indians in 2007 with the Red Sox down three games to one. Then, and this is the part that I still can't believe, He's done. He pitches a no-hitter for the Dodgers, right? I'm right about that. Like, he, his career, I mean, when you look at his career numbers, you're like, geez, I thought he would have won more games. But he he had some incredible moments in various ports of call. Were they, when they win the World Series, as we, for some reason, go down a uh, early Josh millennium? Cole. Yeah, didn't a uh, Marlins hole here? But didn't they also have Kevin Brown on that staff? Or am I misremembering that? Weren't they Burnett, Beckett, and Kevin Brown, or was Brown gone by then? I, I think he was like, actually gone. I think he was not on no, the team anymore. He must have been, right? Because in 2004, he's getting shelled by the Red Sox. In Yeah, yeah. I miss right. Yeah. I, and then, yeah, at some point, Al Leiter's there too, right? I can't, Now I'm getting it all. See, I don't want to honor them by remembering anything they did. Hey, Eddie Spaghetti, we're talking about so many things, but we only have... A precious few couple NBA playoff games left, and now is the perfect time to get in on the action before it all goes away. During what remains of the conference finals, new users get 30 to 1 odds on any team. Well, that's really two teams to win their next game. That means you can win 
$150 on a $5 bet. The NBA Conference Finals, we know the Suns are in on one side, as I already told you, bet the Suns to win the whole thing. The only question left is, who will they vanquish? That's up to the Hawks and Bucks. You bet on whichever one of those two teams you like. And as always, there are even more ways to win on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The app is great to use, same game parlays and all of that. But in this case, like we say, the thing to focus on 30 to 1 odds, pick the Bucks or Hawks, get it right. Um, that's pretty juicy stuff. Jump in on that. Eddie Spaghetti, which team are you taking? Look, I know the Bucks are going to be favored the rest of the way uh, somehow, even without Giannis. But to me, the easy pick to make is the the Atlanta Hawks here. I think that's the team you got to bet on. I think they're the better team. You subtract their star players, and there's still a chance that Trey Young comes back. If Trey Young comes back, it's an easy pick to make. So I like the Hawks to advance. I'm with you 100% on that one. Well done. Go do it! FanDuel.com slash minus three. What I will ask now... Hench, you're laid up with the knee, and I am big. I'm a big proponent, as you guys know, of we and us-ing my teams. I certainly care more about the Pittsburgh Steelers as somebody who has watched and lived and died and cried and cheered and all of it with the Pittsburgh Steelers over 40 years as a fan than the guy they drafted last year. Chase Claypool is better at football than I am, but he doesn't care about the fate of the Pittsburgh Steelers as much as I do. I, I mean, I, I, it's almost inarguable, um, except from the personal selfish things that he'll get out of it. Not saying Chase Claypool is, uh, is selfish. But anyway, I'm big on we and us. How committed, though, is Kevin Hench to his team? Would you be willing to have undergone what you just went through, your knee surgery, and that, uh, as, you, as you call it, uh, um, medieval knee brace you have. Would you do that if it meant Tom Brady got to play the 2008 uh, season clean? He didn't get the knee injury. Coming off of the almost undefeated season, would you trade that for to see Brady play a full and healthy 2008 season? No. No, you wouldn't. Okay. All right, I, don't give me that I, voice. I'm asking you a question. You act like you're a committed I, fan. No, I, I guess, think, I guess I we know. now I see think, the limit. Uh, I think a better one, just because the Patriots won six championships. So 2008 would have been like greedy, but like if you, to go back to, to the Marlins in 2003, uh, you know, I, I remember in 97, a Marlins fan had a sign that said, it's our turn. You know, I was, in, <laughs> I was in year 80 of the Red Sox. That's why I cannot feel <laughs> sad for, for Las Vegas Knights fans. I'm sorry. I, I, I Don't you've, don't get on me for not feeling too bad. You've, you've been around for four minutes. I don't care. We've existed for five years. When is this going to end? Um, so if you had said, would I would I have had um, Tommy John surgery in 2003 for the Red Sox to win the World Series, that would have been a quick yes. Hmm. But – my, the, go through the knee surgery I just went through so the Patriots could have a seventh Super Bowl title. Maybe, maybe. Okay. No. So that's okay. I think that's fair. It's fair. I, I mean, I, I, I feel it's unnecessary and unbecoming that you somehow humble bragged off of that. Um, worked in an ability to humble brag off your Patriots. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if uh, Eddie Spaghetti, is there one injury you would will, be willing to inflict on yourself if it made healthy oh, a yeah. superstar of one of your yeah. teams well oh no uh, in terms oh of i know what it is i know exactly what spaghetti's gonna say can i predict it yeah it's plexico shooting himself you would have gotten shot in the leg 
for instead really of Plexico. Good, that's a really good one. Um, I was going to say I would put myself in a body cast to let the Rangers win the cup over the Kings in 2014 because I think they were the better team. Um, but that, yeah, I'm I'm cool with the Plexico one. They, they, the Giants were awesome that year. That that like 11, 12 game stretch they had uh, before he goes to the nightclub in New York City. I, yeah, I I I I take a bullet in the thigh and to see how that that year plays out because. But I mean, I know it's easy to throw out in the hypothetical. But would you? Re- what if I produced a uh, a six shooter right now? You would take a slug in the leg. But, but what's the? Old, it, it's just because I have a time machine in this in, in this experiment. And I and I will be able to travel back there, and I'll make Plexico whole, and then we see it's, what happens that year. Last week, Sheck was asking us which player would we like to kill in our division, <laughs> and this week it's like, I've, got kill. I've got a six shooter, so violent. I I've met Plexico on a few occasions uh, post shooting, and he's fine. He has no long term injuries from that. So if, if everything goes the same with his body being shot in my body i would like to see how that season plays out i would i would i would let it happen i i i mean i threw that out at you guys i didn't think of what my answer is i think it wouldn't just be for one season although 1993 indiana hoosiers i love that calbert cheney and uh and damon bailey and the rest of that team alan henderson hurt his knee i might be willing to get cut uh, get a little scope um, in exchange for Allen Henderson being healthy to win the national title in 93. But I have, ba- not unlike Hench with the knee, I have a legitimate bad back. Maybe I would just, you double my back pain if Mario Lemieux has a clean career. Then there would be no discussion. Oh my gosh. Oh I my say, gosh, what? no, I'm saying that that's a legit, to take his pain. Oh yeah, so, you have Bobby Orr. You could give I, him your I, knee. That's a good one. I have Bobby Orr's knee now. It's like I got knee replacement surgery. The bad news is it's Bobby Orr's knee. Is what I wish get. if 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 I could have and and Hench and Sal and oh as Spaghetti was on there too. We were debating once again. If you've listened to this show previously, then you're no stranger to the ongoing debate of 20 years ago when we were playing three on three. They contend. They allege that a ball hit my leg and then went out of bounds. I clearly recall looking down, and it wasn't even close to my leg. It was like a foot or uh, two feet away from my leg as it passed by, two ships passing in the night. Um, We talked about uh, if only we could have video of that. If only we had security cam footage of that, that would be great. Um, I think that um, I'm trying to think of uh, security cam footage that I wish we could have is I completely forgot my point as I was. As well, I was talking. You know what? That's the guilt. That is the guilt, by the way. That is just distracted that's neuro, by that stupid that's neuroscience. Thing. That is just solid neuroscience. You you were overcome with guilt because you know the ball went off of you. You know if we had that video footage, it would show that I swiped straight down and the ball went out horizontally. Uh, I know what I was going to say. It reminded me. First of all. I wish I, I wish they were cleaner footage of because Bill Burr does not like it. You don't like it. A lot of people in Boston don't like it. Alf Samuelson's hit is the most overrated, alleged dirty hit I've ever seen in my life. Alf Samuelson colliding with Cam Neely. That's on that one. You could also keep Cam Neely's knee healthy and maybe they vanquish the Penguins and there are no two cups or even five cups in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. No, the other one, though, Hench, is um, if I could have something that only you and I uh, and a, a very few other people were there for that we witnessed, it would be. 
There was a conversation on Twitter this week about somebody saying, boy, is Phil Esposito a drinker up in the booth? And I took it as some sort of uh, impugning of Espo for drinking as though shame the devil that a, a guy doing color analysis at a sporting event would have a pop along with it. I don't know how the residents of Mount Pius were able to convince today's broadcasters that having a having a belt or three along the way is somehow shameful to do. Harry Carey, Myron Cope, Howard Cosell, Espo maybe. All right, it didn't go well for Pat Summerall, but for the most part, I think sports are better for having had these legends in the booth with, uh, with a bottle or maybe a beer along with them. But Phil Esposito, Hench, you and me worked on a sports trivia show when I first moved to L.A., and they would bring through superstar players of, uh, of every color to talk about in every stripe of their sports deeds and everything. And Phil Esposito came through, and I dare say he was our favorite guy to sit for 45 minutes with as he spun yarns about Bobby Orr and otherwise. Remember the tale of them springing Bobby Orr from the hospital to go out and, uh, and get loaded, even though he was in his hospital bed? Yeah. He's they're wheeling him out of a hospital to go get drunk. Uh, that was delightful. I totally agree with you that I don't understand. Like getting shit faced used to just be part and parcel of kind of the whole sports experience. You know, like you're of course you're going to have a few belts when you're watching the game. If the guy calling the games had a few belts, all the better. I saw your tweet and I was like, yeah, why are people ragging on Espo, who is a delightful storyteller, so much more fun than Dave Winfield, who basically told us to get the fuck out of his dressing room. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I forgot that. And then, yeah, there were, they the- weren't all positive experiences. There were some guys I, that was like, wow, that's a bummer. <laughs> that's a bummer. He's not a nice guy. This was the heartbreak. You know, Sheck and I, co- you know, we're in a very small coalition of I guess you could kind of call us anti-Gretzky because neither of us believe that Wayne Gretzky was the most dominant player in NHL history. Um, I've got number four and Czech's got number 66. And we both have really good arguments for the various things that Bobby Orr and Mario Lemieux did on the ice that Wayne Gretzky simply couldn't do. There's a reason Messier won cups without, uh, without Gretzky and Gretzky never won a cup without Messier. But anyway, we, on that show, we had this great opportunity to get a firsthand corroboration that, that Gretzky was the inferior player to Mario Lemieux because blue liner Gary Galley, who had played right with both with the Kings and the Penguins, was in that green room. We, we were going to get it straight from an NHL player's mouth that Mario Lemieux was, a, was, a, was much more problematic for the opposition. And, and Gary Galley did not bat an eye and goes, oh, Wayne Gretzky. And we're like, oh. <laughs> that's oh, true. But all I'll say again, and I'm not going, I'm, you're not, I'm not taking the bait on this crap. Not that you're trying to bait me into a conversation. I know that would be a nightmare for you. Although you are hobbled and you have nothing but time. Maybe now is the perfect time, Hedge, for us to do a six or seven hour discussion on 99 V66. And we can work four in there too. Um, but I'm with you on this. I'm No, I'm I know you are. Right. All I'll tell you is Paul Coffey, and Rick Tockett, who played with, they both played with both those guys. They both will tell you that Lemieux is the better player. How about this? Win, play, show. Let's get uh, a little closer to home here, fellas. Let's bring it back to the Northeast and our respective favorite pro football teams. There are a lot of fun bets out there right now in the July. And by the way, 
I, I, I've said this to Sal on, on extra points now a few times already, but Hench, by the, isn't it insane that, and for the obvious reasons, uh, understanding, uh, we understand the reasons, but still, we're a month away from training camp, and we don't know if Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, two of the three best quarterbacks in pro football, are going to play at all, or if they are, where they're going to play. It's quite insane, but training camp is coming. Um, fear not everybody. I know we only have a couple more big time championship round games to go, but in a month we're back to, to uh, pro football and all will be right with the world college football too. Um, win play show finishing order in just terms of record, ignore the divisions that they're in. Who's going to have the most wins, the New York giants, the Pittsburgh Steelers, or the New England Patriots, and in honor of our pal Sal, we'll also and Mikey Meatballs, will include the Dallas Cowboys too. Who do you think, Hench, win play show has the most wins and the fewest? Well, now we have four teams. teams. We have four. Te- oh well, there's going to be a last so. place team. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. then the Giants don't make the podium. Sorry. Uh, I'll go Cowboys, Patriots, Steelers, Giants. Wait a second. Wait a second. Go, you're Cowboys going top to bottom. Cowboys win the most. Okay. You can bet it on FanDuel. The season, you season win totals. The Cowboys are nine and a half. All of these pretty close to minus 100 uh, if you want to bet on any of these. But if you're going over nine and a half, which I assume you are. Well, you just asked me who I think is going to win the most games of those. I know. I'm just, I'm just throwing out what the number is. I'm telling you what the, what the bookmakers have settled on is what they expect. And they're pro they're generally speaking, not that far off. Did I just, did I just recite exactly what Vegas has too? Dallas nine and a half, new England, nine, the Steelers at eight and a half inexplicable um, that the Patriots would have a higher okay. win total than, than the Steelers would. Oh, but the paid, but the Steelers are in a tougher Giants. division. Are they, are they, are we sure they're in a tougher division? And then the Giants win total is seven. So, okay. So I did, all I did was read basically the win totals of, of the line before we get off Gretzky though. Okay. All right. Okay. This is all you need to know. It's because you were talking about coffee and those, those super teams in Edmonton after Gretzky leaves Edmonton. He's minus 33 for his career. So if he's not on the power play, he's hurting your team five on five for half his career. That, that's not the case with 66 or Bobby Orr ever. How, how dare you? How dare you talk that way about Wayne Gretzky? How dare you? He's the, uh, uh, thank you, Hedge. That's a great number that, uh, see, Eddie Spaghetti's a cynic. He doesn't know what he's talking about, but he loves to talk about 99 anyway, because 99 being the egomaniac he is. Of course, where else would he finish his career except in MSG so that uh, the, the the biggest media center could uh, could cheer for him? What a creep. Anyway. Um, I don't know if he's Spaghetti. a creep. He's not the greatest well, player. Ever. He's passive aggressive. How about that? And how about, how about, you know what? history is kind of forgotten remember when his wife got into that gambling row and she was like uh i i I don't remember the bones of that but gretzky was kind of like i didn't have anything to do with it just rolled over on his wife like well maybe the gretzky couple had something they're like nope wasn't me the old lady anybody's going down it's her it's uh it's roger clemens with the hgh to the house that's right that's Honey, if anybody asks, if anybody asks, you've been doing HGH. You, under, you, you understand, Janet Jones, I have a reputation to pre- uh, protect. <laughs> like we, your acting career ended a long time ago. You have nothing to lose here. 
You're taking the fall. Um, spaghetti, how say you? Uh, on on what? I, 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 on what? Not on hockey. Like, it, I mean, your, it, your input isn't necessary since you didn't see Lemieux and Gretzky in their the respective reason, primes. I don't know when this started with you recently, but you've Because you didn't like, see them play in their primes. It, that, that, who can, oh, you sound like an athlete. It's like you didn't play the game. You can't discuss it, please. No, you, you have said, to have you, seen lately, them. Is not a t- is not a, a too is not a too low a bar okay. to set. Okay, you have uh, to see them play. I've had arguments with Hench about Jim Brown. Hench, Sal, and Simmons love to do this thing of like. Well, Jim Brown's the best of all time. How would you know? You never even saw him play a game, and yet you're going to get crazy with me about how good Jim Brown, Jim Brown's better than this guy or that guy. You didn't even see him play. You've, uh, I don't know when this exactly started, but lately you've changed your tune, like where your takes have become, if it's not like a Pittsburgh thing or if it's not like a premier, like especially with the NHL playoffs, if it's like if my Penguins and like if the top three to five players in the league aren't playing in this game, like it doesn't count because we don't like less great players playing and like NBA is like, oh, the injuries, like there's still star players in the finals. It'll be, it's, it's going to be fine. There's definitely star players playing in the Stanley Cup finals right now. It's like, it's okay. Like sports are going to be okay without kind of, but don't you see spaghetti? Why did the NBA take off in the eighties? Because bird and magic and Kareem and all the rest of them went head to head. And then that gave way to Michael Jordan. And by the way, where did the Jordan championship run begin against magic Johnson and the Lakers? Those things matter. Those tentpole franchise, and the biggest stars in the games colliding in the biggest spots is what what is what elevates the the championship round that year to iconography that then people refer back to these nobody's going to remember like hey if you if you had courtside in may you got you know nba finals courtside seats and you thought there was going to be a healthy LeBron James and a healthy Anthony Davis going up against a healthy Durant, Kyrie, and James Harden. And now you get fucking Clint Capella and DeAndre Ayton? You're bummed out. It sucks. I, I, You know I love that stuff, Spaghetti. I haven't changed my tune on that. You mentioned the 2003 World Series. I will forever lament because that the Red Sox and Cubs have now won World Series, and so it would never have the charm that it might have in aught three. You were on a, we were on a collision course for, for flying pigs opening up, singing the national anthem before the start of a Chicago Cubs-Boston Red Sox World Series, and instead the sports god saw fit to deliver the Yankees and Marlins. What a bummer of a World Series that was. Fortunately, baseball is steeped in tradition, and so it could overcome that. Hockey never got Lemieux v. Gretzky, the two best of all time, going head-to-head. That would have been something and would have elevated the sport. Same thing, Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews and Sidney Crosby and these Lightning playing in the Final Four would have elevated the sport in a way that this just doesn't. This, you know, Everybody knows, like, oh yeah, we all know the Blue Blanc Rouge. We also know that they're not supposed to be very good this year, and it's weird and fluky that they reached the final against a good team, but they're in Tampa, and so it's kind of like, ah, eh, with bad uniforms, as a side note. All that combines to be kind of like, meh, from uh, from the average American sports fan. I agree with that. I don't think the Penguins are that good of a team, and it's there would be how dare fluky. now you've gone They'd too be far. Just as fluky there as the Canadians, and also Montreal is the, by far the biggest fan base. So it's like in terms of people not caring, that's also not true. It's like there's a Canadian team in the Cub, which makes it way more popular amongst all of North America. So that's all. It's I just don't think ultimately people still watch the NBA. You during an NBA game, Twitter's still going crazy with NBA takes. People are going crazy for Chris Paul. Like people still 
care. And it goes back to the whole, you know, Lemieux versus Gretzky thing is like, you could say, you could bang your, your fist on the table and say Lemieux is better. It doesn't matter because people still are going to say it's Gretzky. My point is people, sports fans generally seem to enjoy stuff no matter what the team are. I just don't know why you got like this curmudgeon kind of phase of like, if it's not the best player playing, like it's not good for the sports. Like no one's the only, because, uh, because really it's, the whole, it's the whole, it's the, the whole, it's the whole Nike. It's Three the whole Nike LeBron ad campaign of being a witness. I want to witness greatness. I don't want to witness like what a throwaway. I'm only going to, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sports fan, just like any other thing I experience as a human being. My window is limited, and so I don't like wasted ones. So I was like, that's a shame. That uh, that one uh, I'll always remember this year is like kind of like a meh year. I like to look back and say, boy, oh boy, I saw the best uh, basketball player of all time. The, the the KD stuff. He can have whatever opinion he wants. He's a competitor. He's in the mix. I don't corny stuff. If you take that stuff of, of who's better between this guy and that and which team would beat that team from different generations and everything else, when people are like, that's corny and who cares? Like, who cares? What are, what, what are we doing as sports fans if that kind of stuff doesn't matter? Hierarchy is everything to sports fans. Of course it matters. And so when you're watching a team that we know in the moment wouldn't even register if everybody were healthy, like what are we even talking about? Like Hawks might win, the Atlanta Hawks might win the NBA title? Consider me a, a uh, solid... Okay. Uh, so you're, you're essentially saying only a handful of teams in each sport should be able to or allowed to win a title. If it breaks that way, I'm not saying strip them of the title. Like, I no, don't I didn't say that. strip them of the title. I'm saying it's disappointing. I've never who's like, I'm not going to watch anything because the best player is it or this small market I watch. It. It's, I not don't, don't I, it's not a matter well, of if I... It's not a matter of if I watch. Both of you, both of you uh, have, had, have watched NFL six seeds get hot at the right time and win the Super Bowl, which is not what's happening here in the NBA. Teams are advancing because other teams have injuries. It's really – it's like a one-of-a-kind sure. bizarre event. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this, speaking of injuries, because obviously the Nets, I still believe, dust everybody easily if all Absol- three of those guys are Absolutely. Healthy. The and, evidence and- is is that when the other – when, when uh, James Harden had a peg leg and Kyrie Irving was in street clothes, KD still almost beat the, the Bucs. Anybody who wants to argue with that is is doing it to win an argument. So, so – but I hadn't thought about this because I generally err on the side – I mean, these NBA teams, the Valley Oop notwithstanding – these coaches don't really draw up genius plays. The play they draw up is a clear out or a high ball screen anyway. So I kind of agree with not calling timeout um, when you get their defensive rebound with 14 seconds left. Right. But I agree with that. Too. I thought somebody made a good point about Steve Nash, who had obviously never been in that situation. Could Kevin Durant have just used the two minutes to fucking catch his breath. And I was like, that is a reasonable, he wouldn't have had to say anything. Like we're going to, we're going to inbound to Durant and clear out, but he will have, he will have sat down for two minutes. And I was like, geez, you know, he was, his tank hit empty on that air ball in a way where I was like, God, I think that would have been a good move. Take a sip of water. It's coming back to you. Uh, I, I feel like I would have called timeout in retrospect. Um, I agree with you about that. Yeah, you just did it. All of a sudden, the tank was empty, and it was and it was very clear in that overtime frame. Um, spaghetti, set some stakes for us here. I think, out of the question I asked, the team 
that I cannot figure out, and I, 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 I don't know that I'll figure them out before the season, the New England Patriots in this brutal AFC, and it is going to be brutal. Try to count up in your head at uh, your own convenience. We won't do it now. Um, maybe we'll push that for uh, uh, for the next couple of weeks here. But try and establish who you think the seven playoff teams are out of the AFC, and you will see what appear to be a, and not one. I mean, there are like a couple or three. Boy, like boy, that team really, as constituted, ain't gonna make the playoffs, and it already feels unjust. And we're just barely into July now. I am uh, the Patriots, though. I don't know what to expect with I because I think the Dolphins are going to be good too. Um, so then, how much room is there for the Patriots to get into the playoffs if they have to play the Bills and Dolphins a grand total of, of four times? I like the, the the bottom line is I like the Steelers to get the double digits, and I think they're better than the Ravens this year. Not as good as the Browns. I think that gets them to ten. The Cowboys or Giants are interesting as I ruminate on this uh, to your fascination. You know they're not in the AFC, though. I'm sure you're aware, aware of that. Who? The we, No, I'm just counting. I'm, I created our, our teams in the AFC, and now you're talking about the Giants and the Cowboys. I've tra- transitioned, I, I'm afraid. I'm sorry. Please keep up. I'm, I, I'm all, now musing about I the— I thought we were going to answer your question. Who are our This is the minus three division. This is the minus three division uh, of just our teams and who's going to win our division amongst ourselves. And instead of a trip to the playoffs— or monetary gain, although we could put uh, we just put some cold hard loot on it. Eddie Spaghetti, what are some mo- non monetary bets we could have? And maybe it doesn't go to the winner, but it's whose ever team comes in last place. What kind of bet could we make here? I always think of some stuff for fantasy football leagues, and there there are some like going to a sporting event alone, uh, most likely a, a lesser sporting event, sitting alone on the upper deck, uh, a full twenty four hour bus ride without a cell phone, uh, <laughs> which means like you go somewhere on direction like, like ten hours. Eleven hours, then you have to get back on a bus, and eleven hours the other way. Okay. Um, take the SAT or ACT or a standardized test, you know, for a three, four hour stretch, whatever that. Oh, that has time. a double whammy so, effect so, to it because so, then yeah, you they then they mail you the results. Yeah, then so that would got, be the worst. Exactly. So there's a couple of good ones here. I, I got dumb. When did I up. turn stupid? Is when when the results come in and I get a seven twenty on them. I think so, Felicity uh, Huffman's tutor is available, though. I think he could help us. Help us nail that SAT. Yeah, join the, 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 the crew team at, at USC. I'll throw out my win play show uh, picks for the, the four teams quickly, and I'll I'll work from the top. I'll say the win is the Steelers. I've predicted the Steelers. Ah. Are gonna, I, 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 I think the Steelers are still in – they are still in the conversation for, I would say, like 11 – around 10, 11 wins. I think – the 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 place team would be my Giants, uh, and I'll say why in a second is because, uh, well, I think the Giants are okay for nine, ten wins around there. I think they're going to jump a lot, and the reason why I have the the Pats and the Cowboys a shade below them, and I'm not sure which one I want to put in the uh, the show spot yet. It's basically because do you trust who do you trust or have more faith in? It's either the Cowboys' bad defense or the, the quarterback situation with the Patriots. Now the wild card in that may be the Patriots are coached by Bill Belichick, and he'll find his way to get. Uh, a team more prepared but then I looked at the schedule and the schedule is not favorable in the least for uh, the Patriots the Cowboys schedule isn't that great either but the, I think the Cowboys are better than the WFT and they are better than the Eagles so that's an, those are extra games whereas with the AFC East like the Jets will be bad the Bills are good and I think the Dolphins are a, they're going to be a tough matchup for 
for the Patriots, not to mention the other other out of division games they're playing. So I think I trust Belichick and whatever the situation is at quarterback. So I will put the Pats uh, a smidge ahead of the of the uh, the Cowboys for the uh, the third spot there. I'll tell you. Okay, I like those picks, and we'll we'll try to hammer out what the what the stakes of this will be. We have uh, about six eight weeks to figure that out. But in the meantime, maybe the stakes should be stakes. I'm I'm down for a juicy steak, a nice fat steak uh, on the dime of whoever loses this one. That's fine yeah, by I me. Feel like, uh, nothing. Well, first of all, Eddie Spaghetti's not allowed to watch his Giants go six and ten this year, right? That's if I'm wrong. Right. Six and 11, six and 11. Sorry. I'm never going to remember the 17th game. Well, no. Oh. And if Aaron Rodgers, the new one, Hench, to kid, to kid, to loop you in and all his senseless bets that he just throws out without even being asked for a one. Lot of sense, but. but it doesn't make sense to volunteer to not watch the Giants unless you already didn't want to watch the Giants and you're looking for an excuse just to confident. get out of having to watch them. But so if it turns out Tom Brady was talking about anybody other than Jimmy G, he now Spaghetti can't watch the Giants. And if Aaron Rodgers isn't on the Packers this year, then Spaghetti has declared he's not going to watch the Yankees in the postseason should they make it. I don't understand why you've deprived yourself of these pleasures. Ooh, here's a good non-monetary bet. What if the loser has to gain 20 pounds in a month? (laughs) That would be a punishment. But it'd be fun. The process would be fun, but then you'd be a slob on the other side. Yeah, I'm not looking to play Jake LaMotta. I'm not interested. I'm already, you know... I'm already advancing in years. Heavy. But I, I'll say this about the – because I almost threw out as a, a another long play. You can now bet on Heisman winners at FanDuel. And Bryce Young is on there, um, the quarterback for the for uh, Bama. And so that makes sense in the, um, the Clemson QB, by the way, DJ with the uh, difficult surname to pronounce, is, is interesting too. And I think his odds are plus 1,000, which uh, – which makes him a compelling consideration. But these the 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 weird paradox of like when we watch these NBA games or otherwise or, or when a guy goes down, it's like, well, that's their best player and they're built around Giannis. And so when you take him out of the mix, the whole thing implodes on you. But in college football, at least with the factories, you just replenish. Like, oh, Tua got hurt. We're do oh, Tua is going pro. What are we gonna do? Oh, Mac Jones is what we'll, we'll come here and and do that. Yeah. Like, oh, Mac Jones is gone. Right. Well, now we got another uh, five star stud ready to replace him. I wonder with Tua, like. That, but the paradox of that is, though, is that Matt Leinert was at a football factory in USC, and as soon as you delivered him into the NFL, he would he got exposed. So I wonder, is Tua going to be that? He is really a captivating figure in that regard. Like, what is Tua going to be here? He he was until the hip injury, at least. It's like, oh, Tua, uh, Tua is not just going to be a first round pick. It was he was not. Andrew Luck level praise um, coming into the coming into things, but it was like, well, Tua's can't miss in the NFL. Who I mean, people are going to fall all over themselves. Tank for Tua, and all of that is Tua really just going to end up being mediocre? If he ends up playing the way everybody expects, then I think we're premature in declaring the Bills are going to win that division. Even well, it's weird because the knock on Mac Jones is, well, look who he was throwing. Like everyone was open. You know, like, it, and, and, you know, Tua obviously benefited from that too. Um, it's really hard to handicap, you know, chicken and the egg, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. So it's like John Elway is doing what he did with 
Ricky Vance Mitchell. Johnson, right? <laughs> it's like, and 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 Joe Montana's doing what, what he did with Jerry Rice. So you know how many five yard hitches did Montana throw where he got credit for an eighty yard touchdown? Um, so. Like you said, these factories, you have an advantage at every position in most games. As soon as you go to the show, you're not going to have an advantage at every position. And the windows are going to get smaller. Um, Tua has the injury thing, too. Uh, So, I mean, right now, I feel like the the jury very much out on Tua. Uh, Also seem to have this... um, uh, hair trigger dink and dunk mentality. Like he, he definitely seemed to be wanting to check down fast. Yes. Yes. And so maybe it's between the ears a little bit for him. And uh, I also, I, I, I really, this is weird coming from a lefty saying this, but I, I can never adjust my eye. I mean, I watched the entire career from back in BYU of Steve Young um, and Mike Vick at Virginia Tech. My eye can never adjust to a lefty throwing the ball, but it looks to me like Tua doesn't have NFL pace on his on his intermediate and long throws. Am I crazy? Doesn't Which it is seem so, it's so nuts when you think about the throw he made that introduced him to right. all of us? You're like, well, arm strength's never going to be a question for that guy. But you know, maybe I don't know the torque, the hip injury. Maybe it took. It's funny we don't get uh, we don't get velocity readings. You know, we don't get like in baseball. You're like that guy's going on the DL. He was throwing 88 today. He's going on the DL. I can't. You know what? I never thought about that. Uh, is there an NFL rule against spider tack? Because the thing with Ben Roethlisberger throwing deep last year was his spin rate was down over where it had been over his career. Spider tack would fix that right up. And as far as I know, NFL doesn't have no no spider tack rules. Do it, seven. Spider tack it. All right. Seven. Oh, my God. All right. You know what? I think we've said it all. Unless there are other things you want to jump in on, Hench. We, you did you want to make some fun of, uh, of Aroldis Chapman on your way out the door? Um, any final uh, thoughts for us? You know, obviously uh, delightful when, when, whenever the Yankees suck. It's, it's awesome, not just for Red Sox fans, but I think for all baseball fans who, who hate the evil empire. And I, I would say – Araldis Chapman is really totally emblematic of the evil empire. I mean, he's a bad guy. I think that's well chronicled. But also that thing where we're going to – he's going to go to the Cubs, but we're going to get him back because uh, we you know, we can we can just decide whoever we want to have on our roster because we, we have unlimited funds. So for him to be at the epicenter of this meltdown – and, you know, the, by the way, the, his DRA is up to 3.77 now. It, it's it's gone from microscopic to uh, above league average very quickly. And uh, he, he got hit. He got taken deep twice in Minnesota for two run home runs to blow a lead in the ninth. This meltdown uh, uh, Wednesday night in the Bronx. I, I think he either goes on the DL or uh, maybe Chad Green gets a couple save opportunities. But uh, that that it, I couldn't be more delighted with that team, that guy. By the way, fun stat. I got it. I got it right here for you. Spaghetti will appreciate this. He'll it'll, he'll he'll believe it too. Okay, amazing stat. Yankees first base twenty twenty one slash line. These are all the players that have played first base for the Yankees in twenty twenty one. Their slash line one eighty three two sixty four three seven. 
How the hell could that happen? To, how based the on hell that happen? If you're the New York Yankees and you can have pretty close to almost any player you want, how does that happen? It's got to be frustrating. It's why I wouldn't want to be a Yankees fan. I say that all the time. Well, you you should. Well, but you but no matter what, you should win. If you're the Yankees, you should win about half the World Series. You should go to the about half the World Series. Now, I know the extra playoff rounds make uh, make that more difficult, but still, the Yankees should never be mediocre given the the built-in advantage that they have given themselves. It's very strange. I also I don't understand. Spaghetti, you're a Yankees fan. And people in New York it's not it's not a made up stereotype. New Yorkers think everything is more important when it happens in New York City. And yet you challenge me on this thing about like who wants a, the whole argument that you have made spaghetti when I'm like, I think you got to put like uh, whoever it is, Boise State or whatever, undefeated, Cincinnati, whatever, put them in the final four and let's see what happens. You're the one who argues against that. You're the one who likes the the big brands and all that stuff in there. What do you mean? You're, you're the I one who's like, I, who would want to watch Boise State? I never said anything. It's not about that. It's about it's about the if you do your job, then you deserve to get in. The problem with college football is there's a clear divide between the, the, the competition pool isn't the same for certain conferences comparing it to, say, the NHL playoffs. So, I mean, if you want me to be like you and be like, yeah, you're right, the Yankees should be in every World Series because we should only watch the best teams with the best players, and that's how sports should be. Like, I could say that, but it, it's... That's it's how what Nate Yankees do. They think it's their right. They think it's their birthright. I don't think... Hey, that. speaking of uh, college football, um, look, we all agree, I think, that if marijuana is legalized... Uh, let everyone who's in jail for marijuana out. It's not a crime anymore. Like, what the fuck? And of in the course. Same way, let's give Reggie Bush his Heisman Trophy. A hundred percent. By the way, uh, let's wrap it up there. Hench, favorite Cosby show episode ever. Go. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Wait a second. Reggie Bush can't have his Heisman, but Cosby's out of the joint? You don't want to get started on Bruce Castor. Most uh, evil lawyer in human history. I, I mean, defending the monster, I, I, and then I, his fucking name comes up as central to getting another monster out of prison. Oh my god! Oh my god! Well, if that if that upsets you, Hench, he probably improves his uh, his payday in twenty 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 for in twenty twenty two and beyond for those results, right? If it may if if you want to get more disgusted about the situation, he's only elevated himself as the go to guy. He'll get you out of the joint. Yeah. A gambling incompetent. That's the other thing, too, is that he's a is that if you've watched him at all, he's a boob. All right. I I, I you know what? Give Reggie Bush his eye. Yes, then I'll feel a little bit better. Call him you the best of all time. Then then we're getting closer to to uh (laughs) to justice. All right. Now off goes Kevin Hench. Good luck with the rehab. Hench is out the door, but we have some hash left to settle. And I'm sorry I didn't say it before. Spaghetti, you called another GD home run. What in the hell? You called Otani on Tuesday. He hit another one. Eddie Spaghetti, as I say before, Picasso worked in oils. Some sculptors uh, who I can't name did well with clays. 
Rodan, he made good clay, right? He did good sculptures. Michelangelo, he did David. See, there you go. I know some art. And Eddie Spaghetti works in picking home run hitters on Tuesday. Make sure you're listening for his best bets to hit a home run on Tuesday dingers. Uh, $5 bets will uh, will make you a little bit of money. Um, but also, Mikey Meatballs called Suzuki scoring a goal in game two. That happened. So make sure you're listening. Yes, we're delightful, charismatic sorts, but also filled with information and uh, that will help you make money. It's infotainment. That's why we call it that. Speaking of which, it's time now for, I think, our penultimate breakdown of all things NHL with spaghetti and meatballs. We're back. Another edition of Spaghetti and Meatballs. Eddie Spaghetti here with Mikey Meatballs. And Meatballs, sorry to break it to you. I'm not sure if you saw this, but your your Islanders lost. You guys aren't playing in the Stanley Cup Finals. It's it's the Canadians and the Lightning. Yeah, that's not really important. Uh, what's important is I'm wearing the Mustard Cat National Predators jersey. Ooh, um, cool. I'll post a picture of that one. One of my grails. I think... I, I, my question before we start is, I don't know how Nashville ever wore these because these are like a thousand pounds. It feels like on me. It feels like I'm yeah. wearing a winter coat. Yeah. And I feel like I'd be a lot slower. But um, yeah, Islanders are done. Uh, 2022 Stanley Cup champions. So that's, that's your prediction right now. All right. I was going to say, what is your like, what are the keys for next season? Like, obviously, it was a really great season. I mean, I'm, I can't even lie as a Rangers fan. Obviously, Lou Lamarillo winning award for, you know, uh, best uh, GM or front office executive. Then you have Trotz, who clearly was in the race for the uh, Adams Award for best coach. Great season by a, a number of players, even with Anders Lee being out. Like, it really was a commendable season. So what would you like to see change for your guys uh, next season? Well, we know now that they're not a, you know, some Cinderella team making a run. They're a legit team. And I think, I think they're a destination for free agents. Now I think free agents, you know, see how they play. They have a winning culture. And I think, you know, with the it's, new it's, building too. with the new building. Yeah. You got a nice new stadium to come into to play. Um, and I, 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 they could draw some, some free agents. It's just tough with all the, you know, the cap space and stuff right now. They got a lot of guys that got to sign uh, Sorokin, um, Pellic, Bovillier, uh, who else am I missing? Sezikis probably needs to be re-signed. Um, and then you have some guys who can probably, will probably walk or, or you'll lose to the expansion draft. Um, you know, Bailey could be one of those guys. Everly could be one of those guys. Letty, I think will probably be one of those guys. Uh, you have Paul Mary who's got, who he'll be a free agent. Um, I know the Islanders will, would probably like to resign him if the cap space allows, but we'll have to see. Uh, I think Zajac probably walks. He might go right back to New Jersey if he doesn't retire. Um, and then, uh, let's, well, we'll have Lee coming back too. So you'll have him on the top line. And I'd like to see Wallstrom up on that top line too. So I think, you know, Lemro will work it out. I don't know. There are some, you know, Ryan Nugent Hopkins signed, so he won't be available. I know Tarasenko is available uh, via trade, and I, I, there was a rumor the Islanders were listed as one of the three or four teams that he would uh, waive a no-trade clause to. Um, I don't know if you really want a, kind of an aging winger with injury history, but, you know, change of scenery might be okay for him if they can get a friendly deal. Um, 
And Alex Ovechkin's a free agent too. Maybe he wants to come play with Barry Trotz again. That would be, be on Barzal's line. That would be uh, something else uh, to see that. But yeah, you know, the offseason is going to ramp up soon with free agency and stuff. So it's going to be exciting to see that. And uh, like I said, great season by the Islanders, but they ran into a, a buzzsaw. And these Lightning teams, an easy transition to talk about the finals now, too. I mean, they're kind of on the path, like with their roster set up and like how, like, they, you know, they have arguably one of the best defense in the league, uh, one of the best goaltenders in the league, and some, like, not just like one, but like some of the best offensive weapons in the league like this may be a Chicago Blackhawks style dynasty we're kind of seeing here like I said your honors ran into them the Canadians who came to the playoffs pretty awful like really slow you know we're not playing like guys like Cole Caulfield like who they were not playing for them and then uh, they kind of turned around midway through the playoffs and they're running to this buzzsaw now too where they just can't seem to figure it out like we both said that Curry Price would steal some games here and that's not happening it's now two games to zip do you see anything changing in the series, or is it going to be like a four-game sweep? Maybe Dave was right, and Vasilevsky runs away with a Conn Smythe, or do you see anything changing the series? I do think Canadians get at least one. Um, I mean, you can't forget yesterday would have been a, a 2-1 game uh, without that turnover, you know, that they kind of – and they also yeah. had a goal with – they had a goal with .3 seconds left on the clock, too. So there were two goals that – that was the game. on the edge. That was the yeah. one. Like I, that was the one they had to steal. Like, I'm not even sure who I'm rooting for technically between the Canadian. I don't really love the Canadians. I'm not sure if you do. And like the Lightning, which kind of not like I'm bored of, but there's a lot of former Rangers there, and like they have beaten the Rangers in the past. And obviously they've beaten you guys twice now too. So you probably uh, hate the Lightning as well. But I, I was like, man, if there ever was a game for them to steal the Canadians, that that yeah. would have been it. But now like the Habs are in trouble. I do agree quickly. I think that Price will still get his. They will at least get one game. I can't see it. I, I mean, as soon as possible, I still think five is most likely right now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Montreal will allow that loss yesterday to be a uh, a deflating loss. I think it will be more of a confidence like, all right, we can play with them. We just need to put it in the back of the net. Because if you can get past Vasilevsky like they were playing yesterday, they probably would have won that game. I mean, they had a ton of shots on goal, and they dominated most of the play. It was just those those two goals that were, you know, unfortunate were the difference. Yeah, so many awesome players on the Lightning team, and they just announced all the awards in the NHL. Connor McDavid winning the Hart Memorial Trophy, which was no surprise to anyone. He was unanimous. The only other person to do that was uh, 99 Wayne Gretzky. So that was great, and especially in our Extra Points League, I picked uh, Connor McDavid in the first round to Win the heart. We have uh, the Vezina winner was Mark Andre Fleury. Flower getting his great season. Uh, would have liked to see Vegas stay in the playoffs a little bit longer. And then the most important award though goes to Adam Fox, uh, my guy, winning the Norris Trophy, best defense in the league. Um, that was awesome to see that in his you know second year in the league. Great, great season. But now let's look ahead. What do you think is going to happen next year in terms of, we'll just go with these awards, the, the, the bigger ones with, you know, Hart, Vesna, um, Norris Trophy. Is it going to be a repeat McDavid? Is, is, it, is McDavid's award to win nonstop? Is Fox going to be unseated there? Vesna, you don't see a lot of two-time uh, Vesna winners uh, really since going back to, I guess, like the Marty Brodeur, Hajik years. It kind of changed up every single year. Do you have any uh, players in mind? I'll let you go first and I could uh, throw out some names. Uh, I also just want to say before we start, I think Adam Fox against the Islanders this year only had one assist and he was a minus four. I think those were his stats. So do you think, they, just, think uh, they're going to etch that in the award or the, no one knows? No one cares. Uh, they should etch it in the award. Oh, okay. Um, for next year, I'd say uh, for, for Hart Trophy, one 
sleeper you might get pretty good odds on is Kaprizov, who won the call there this year. Yeah, good. Girl, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's a, that's a really, really good one. I was going to get a boring name, so that's a good one. Yeah, Kaprizov, I, I do like, and I will say, after the first game this year, I, I think I texted Parlay Kid, Harry, and Brother Bry. I said, put all your money on Kaprizov to win Calder, um, to which I, I did put money on it at, I think he was plus 350 after the first game. So that was a good one for me. Um, I think as long as they get him signed, I know there's some uh, contract disputes right now going on with him, but he's really good. And I think he plays fast and I think he plays in a pretty good system over in Minnesota and they're building a pretty good uh, winning culture there. So, you know, I, he'll, I think he'll be more than a point per game player. And I think if they get into the playoffs again and make a good run, I think he'll be right there at the top. This would be the greatest bet to place ever. I don't know if that will fan duel or, or uh, we'll, we'll get this up for next season, but that Colorado avalanche have a chance to have a winner in the Norris, the heart. And I think uh, with the Vesna as well, if things stay, you know, I know there's been some contractual stuff with Grubauer, but Literally, McKinnon, Grubauer, and Kale McCarr could all win there. And I'll, I'll say Kale McCarr is my pick to win the Norris. He was close this year. I think he's going to, he actually had some hard uh, votes as well. Uh, Fox did too. But I think Kale McCarr will be my pick to win the Norris trophy. The Hart trophy, I feel like, as long as McDavid is healthy and the top line is going to be hard to unseat him, I think he could be like a multiple time winner. I was going to say Nikita Kucherov coming back full season healthy. He's having mm-hmm. an awesome playoffs. Like Hench uh, texted us the stat. That the only players to have consecutive thirty-point playoff seasons are ninety-nine and sixty-six, and yeah. Nikita Kucherov now. So he's as good as it gets. I, he'd be my pick. My I, he's not really a dark horse because he has won the award. He's you know a top player in the league, but he would be another pick. But McKinnon right there too. But I'm, I'll go with Kucherov because I still think this Lightning team is going to be here for a while. And then for Vesna, I like Grubauer a lot. You don't see a lot of multiple. Goalie, um, like there's no bat. Like I said, Hazek, Brodor, and then you go back to like Patrick Waugh. That's when you serve multiple awards um, or multiple winners by the same person. So I, I like Grubauer. He was I think third this year, and it usually goes to a, a goalie on a better team. I still think Colorado is going to be a good team. They're going to be the mix for a while to win the cup. So I, I like Grubauer. So I'll go. Kale McCarr, Norris, and his teammate Grubauer and the Avalanche win. And then I'm going to give it to Kucherov. That'll be my my early, early predictions for next year. But I do like your your long shots there. Uh, Yeah, for Vesna, too, um, just a quick name. I am wearing the Predators jersey. UC Saros, um, either him or Nedeljkovic. Both both have pretty good playoff season. They're both both very young, too. So you probably find... 60, Fun good odds on both yep. of those guys. He finished uh, sixth this year in Vezina Trophy. I like that. I like that too. We could wrap this up. Any uh, any futures or any uh, for the current Stanley Cup Finals? Any uh, picks you like? Uh, player props? Well, I did have Suzuki over half a power play point yesterday, which yes, he did, he did come through yep, yep, yep. Uh, three to one. Um, I do like. Let's say I, the odds aren't up for it yet, but let's go Cole Caulfield over half a point. I think he's he's flying around right now, and I think uh, I, they're gonna get they'll eventually get one or two. Vasilevsky, he does have times where he is a little shaky, and I don't know. I think if they you know back home in Montreal, I, I think they maybe get a few more goals. I hope so. So let's go Cole Caulfield over half a point. Yeah, I'm not sure right now what the capacity is at the Bell Center, but whoever gets you know allowed to go in there. They better be loud. This is a game that I'm going to say price steals. I think right now the line, uh, 
The over-under sits at it's at five right now. I'm going to say the under in this one. I think it's going to be a tight game, and I do like the Canadians. They're getting a, a goal and a half at home, so I'm going to take, you know, it's a home dog. Got to take a home dog, so I like the Canadians getting the goal and a half, and I like the under under five in this one, but like I said, cross my fingers. Please, Habs, just, just win a game, make it more competitive. I want to see a good series here. All right, meatballs. Good stuff. Good stuff from you, Eddie Spaghetti. Um, we will be back with you next week to break down what happened and uh, look ahead to what will happen next week. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs>